So uh, I don't know what's wrong with the projectors. Uh, I'll find out before next. Where'd my mic go? There it is. I have a three-year-old. I'll find out before next week. Who knows if I'll fix it? We'll figure out what's wrong with it. That's for sure. We'll have to work good at. It. No, I will. We'll try to get those fixed by next week, so everyone can kind of look up and see. There's a big difference between, and Bobby can tell you this: a big difference between everyone looking at the book and singing, and everyone looking up at, at you singing. You can kind of, we all hear each other a little bit better. So we'll try to get that fixed by next week. But we are in the process of over this over the summer. Uh, Looking uh, at reaffirming and uh, selecting, reaffirming our old elders, selecting our new elders. Hopefully, by the end, they'll all be old elders. Um, we don't need any young guys here. We need wisdom, gray hair, stuff like that. Uh, no, we are we're looking uh, into um, putting new elders in place. And there's a lot of ways to do this. We picked one. And uh, what's going to happen is at the end of this month, you will all get nomination forms, and we are going to ask you to put down every person, every name of people that you think um, you would follow as a leader of this congregation. See, the way we've done it in the past is just to say, uh, we're, we're opening the floor for nominations, and people can come up to you, anybody can come up to you and say, well, you know what, I'm going to nominate this guy. Now you've got to take that guy seriously, because... Henry nominated his brother, and his brother nominated Henry. We've got to have that conversation. What we're looking for now is not just single nominations. We're looking for um, a majority of people nominating this person or that person. So we all want to get involved, and we all want to see. Uh, now, one of the things that I will tell you that's written on the bottom of the nomination form when you are given it, uh, to reaffirm the elders that we have, you need to write their names down too. Eddie, Todd, Johnny. If you don't know the last name, that's fine. Just write Eddie, Todd, Johnny. I like our elders. Uh, I reaffirm. I affirm them as good elders, as Christ followers, uh, spirit led, as loving the church, um, and caring, praying for the church. They, we have good elders, uh, so we we want to reaffirm them too, and. Um, and nominate new ones as well. The process will go on from there. That's all you're up, you're up uh, in charge of. Because when we hand those out, who do you think should be elders? I can I can tell you that um, there's nine slots. We have so many good men in this congregation. I could fill all nine. Um, now, not that all nine would say yes to it. There's some that would probably go, eh, no, I, I don't know if that's for me. But we have a lot of good men in this congregation. So we pray about it. Uh, hopefully last week you prayed for Christ-like leaders. And um, continue that prayer, but add to it this week another one. See, we want leaders who look like Jesus, who follow Jesus. We want to be able to follow them and in turn be following Jesus. Uh, you wouldn't want a coach who thinks winning's okay. You know, coaches are supposed to win, especially in this area. Maybe up north, they're supposed to build the player's confidence. But here, they're supposed to win. And maybe not just win, but win by a pretty healthy margin. 
You know, and it's crazy. And I don't, Mineral Springs doesn't struggle with this as much as Nashville does. But if Nashville wins 23 to 21, then papers are like, well, what's wrong with the team? You won. Good job. Idabella was really good. You don't remember that game? They were good, weren't they, Brad? That quarterback was a mess. But we are we are we don't want coaches that just want just think winning is okay. We want the the, the kids will follow a coach who is who, who wants to lead them to the right place. The kids will follow somebody who's leading them to a place that we all understand is the best place to go. And so we want leaders, we want elders to lead us to Jesus. We are not looking for CEO types who will organize us properly. We are not looking for people who, who can who can who have all a good business sense. We want men who follow Jesus. Not just in our eldership, but in our families and in our life. We want men who look like Jesus. And for men to look like Jesus, there's a very specific thing that has to for us to look like Jesus, there's something that needs to happen in our lives. Turn with me to First First Thessalonians chapter one. Those of you who are used to the slides, just trust me. Turn in your phones to First Thessalonians chapter one. Greet them. We'll start in verse 2. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We will remember before God our, and Father, before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now he starts to explain what happened. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you because our gospel came to you, not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model, this is verse 7, you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, your faith in God is known throughout the world. He's saying, you guys were told about the gospel and you received it with the power of the Spirit. And that power of the Spirit led you to receive it with joy. And because it came to you with the Spirit, and because you received it with the Spirit, the world knows about it. Not only just in Macedonia and Achaia, but all throughout the whole region. Everyone is hearing about your Acceptance of the gospel. See, in theory, that's the way it's supposed to work with us. We hear about the gospel. 
We hear about the gospel from people who are led by the Spirit. We then in, re in return receive the Spirit and accept the gospel. We believe that that all happens within the act of baptism. Acts 2.38 and Romans 6. But then we go out and we act in the Spirit. We live Spirit-led lives. And the world will know we are Christians by what not by, not by what we say, not just by what our words, but they'll know it by our actions. Paul says that you imitated us and the Lord. How many of you, if someone imitates you, will also those people will also be imitating the Lord? For me, and this is what we got at last week. That's a top priority of someone I want to follow. That if I imitate them, I'll be coming close to imitating Jesus. But that's what our church needs to be for the world. Not just our leaders for us, but this church for the world, for all of Howard County. And the parts of Pike that we like. For all, for all of this area, we need to be saying to the to the people, we aren't. It's, don't come here because we're right. Don't become, come here because we we have comfortable chairs or we have good classes for you. Don't come here because the preacher messes up more and it's funny and we get to laugh at it. You come here because if you follow us, you'll follow Jesus. You come here because if, if, if you are led by this church, you're led by the Spirit. You're led by the Spirit to Jesus. We want Spirit-led leaders. And we want to be Spirit-led leaders in the community. And so the prayer for this week is twofold. We'll continue last week's. God give us Christ-like leaders. God give us Spirit-led leaders. Leaders who are led by the Spirit of God to follow Jesus. And that we can imitate and act like Now, what's great about church is we have diversity. We have a lot of different people who are a lot of different things and they act, they're, they, they follow Jesus, but they're their own personality type. We don't need an eldership full of the same personalities. This is the point of the sermon where I plan to mess with Eddie, but he's not here, and I'm not going to do that again. Fran, don't text him. But but Eddie is a person is a different has a different personality than Todd, and Todd is a different one than John, and that's great. When Rick and Lester were in there, Eddie certainly has a different personality than Lester. And they loved each other. That, that works. That's a, an elders meeting should be just this perfect, this microcosm of what church is. People who are different, who disagree, but can handle disagreeing with each other in love. 
And so when we are led by people who are spirit-led, we aren't led by personality. We are led almost in spite of personalities. They're just they're all different, but we're here together. And that's what churches. We're all different, but we're all different personalities. Some of you have a hard time figuring out what I'm talking about sometimes. I'm a different personality type than you. Or maybe anyone. But you're a different personality type than everyone else. And what's even crazier is that you can't be pinned down by the type of personality you are when you wake up. Because when you wake up, you're a different human being than when you're hungry. No, we, we've got to put a toaster in Nolan's room. We just, I, I know it's not safe, but we need a freezer and a toaster. So he can get up and get his own waffle, put it in there, eat it. And become a high-functioning human being by the time he gets to us. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm, past, I'm past the point of saying, "Do you want a waffle?" Because he he just he needs one. He, he needs to just roll it up and shove it in his mouth so that he can be nice, make a decision. Some some of you need that. Some of you, if someone calls you before you get your coffee, you just hang up. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to make an enemy this early in the morning. We're all different people. Some of you have a bewitching hour. Where once it gets to 11 o'clock, you're just like, no one talk to me. I need to go to sleep. I'm not... Some of your parents have a bewitching hour where you need your kids to go to sleep. Once I get my kids to sleep, I'm happy. See, we're all sorts of different personalities all throughout the day. You're a, you're a crazy person, really, when it boils down to it. And we all. But church is this beautiful thing where God came to us and gave us a message. And we received it with the spirit of joy. Because of the Holy Spirit, we received it with joy. And now we're functioning together as a church. And the reason we're doing that in a healthy way is because the Spirit produces in us something huge. From out of us come what is described in Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. No one can stop you from, from loving others. No one can stop you from having joy. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Notice, these aren't all just skip through the flowers sorts of feelings. These aren't just holding your hands life is fun. Joy! Joy and love feel good. Love, joy, peace. Look at us. Hippies. Love, joy, peace. And then you get slapped in the face with patience. <coughs> 
then while you're having to be patient, here comes kindness. You've got to be a good person. Faithful. You've got to be gentle. And have self-control. Now, this isn't like a command of things that you've got to do or God's mad at you. When you have the Spirit of God, that produces, it produces that in you. Love. It will produce love and joy and peace. You'll be patient because I can walk alongside other people who are patient. Have you ever been with someone at a restaurant and the waitress or waiter was taking a long time to fill your chip basket? We ran out of chips in seven seconds. Where are they? And you're getting upset. You say out loud that this place it always takes forever. And then the person with you says something like, oh, well, we'll be fine. I like sitting here. Don't you feel just like sucked void of any, oh, no. Patience breeds patience. Love produces love. Joy is contagious. At Pepperdine, there was this guy named Bob Goff. Maybe you've written, written some of his, uh, read some of his books. If you've written some of his books, that's fantastic too. <laughs> Good for you, ghostwriter. Well, he, he got up, and he was just a bundle of joy. It was nuts. I've never seen that before. In my life. I've never seen that around. He came up. He, he, he at one point said. Uh, you know what your church should do? This is a pretty good impression of him. You know what your church should do? You should get a double decker bus. Like in England. I love those. Everyone will come to your church. You get a double decker bus. Because they're the best. People will say go to that church. Why? They've got a double decker bus. See, I've got a picture of a double decker. I went to I went to England and got saw a double decker bus and I took a picture. I'll show it to you. And it was just a red screen. He goes, ha, I was too close. Sometimes we do that in church. We're too close to things to see what see the actual fantastic stuff we're looking at. You couldn't keep up with it. People were laughing at things he was saying that weren't funny. He was just full of joy. Joy produces joy, but the same thing, self-control produces self-control. How many of you have failed an exercise program when you're working with someone else? When someone else comes over and says, hey, let's exercise together, and you go and you exercise together, but halfway through you're like, you know what, you go ahead, I'm done. We are self-controlled when we are self-controlled together. We love when we love together. We have peace when we are, when we all get together, and some of us decide to have peace. Those who have who are peaceful can affect others who aren't. Now, it can work the other way that the Spirit leads us. Someone comes into your office. A lot of you have offices. Some of you are teachers. <coughs> Parent comes in. 
can't believe you did this to my kid. I gave him a B. My kid's a straight A student. Apparently not. When those situations come, they teach you in leadership training and all that to lower your anxiety level. I can't believe you said that last Sunday. It feels weird shouting in a room where someone else is whispering. Your peace is contagious and can lead people. When we are spirit-led, the people who follow us are spirit-led. And the church as a whole needs to tap into and value love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We need to understand that while some of the world is telling us, and maybe like the like 24-hour news is telling us that it's really important that you that you know the Ten Commandments. That Christianity is about this and that or this thing over here. Christianity at its core is being in a relationship with God. And what that relationship looks like whenever you are spirit-filled looks like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and suffering. So if you give me two shots, I'm telling you what I want a leader to look like. If you just gave me one shot, I'd say I need someone who's following Jesus. If you gave me two shots, I would say, I need someone who's following Jesus, and I need someone who's led by the Spirit. Led by the Spirit of God. And not necessarily in a sense where, well, I, I prayed about this, and the Spirit has led me to say that I need to be king. You know, sometimes we can use the Spirit to get our own way whenever it's just like, like a, a matter of opinion. But the Spirit isn't a matter of opinion. The Spirit is... Producing in us the qualities of Jesus. I love this church. I find joy with you guys. I find peace with you guys. I find you are patient with me and with each other. I find that you are kind and you are good. That you are gentle and you are self-controlled. And the more you are self-controlled, the better I am at being self-controlled. The more you love, the better I am at being loved. As we are led by the Spirit, we are heading in a place that is healthy and, frankly, very, very rare. And, you know, maybe even very rare for churches. Sometimes it's really hard in church that people can be divisive. try not to be divisive here. We kick those people out. <laughs> we don't. We've never had that since I've been here. But that's all, actually that's the only time in the Bible that it says get rid of that person. It's when they're trying to divide the church. We, we are called to be a beacon of love and joy and peace and patience and all the fruit of the Spirit we're called to be a beacon of that sort of lifestyle, that sort of attitude, that sort of mentality. The world is looking to us. 
we are, we are needing you to pray for spirit-led leaders. We are needing you to pray for Christ-like leaders because that's what we want here. We, frankly, we don't want Henry nominating his brother and his brother nominating Henry. We want this thing to be bathed in prayer and even the process itself to be led by the Spirit so that we can have Christ-like and Spirit-led. But we also need you to continue to consistently be the type of people that the Spirit is producing. The type of people who let the Spirit produce love. Because we need love. I don't know about you, but I've got people, and the list is short, but there are people in this world who are difficult to love. And a lot of that has to do with personalities, and a lot of that has to do with whether or not uh, we've had our coffee. I was going to say whether or not Terry Bird has had her coffee because she laughed really hard the first time I said that. Sometimes people give themselves away. But I'm there too. We, we need to be a group of people who are loving the people that are hard to love. Not because we're really good at it, but because the Spirit is leading us to do it. And when the Spirit leads you to, a, to something, the Spirit will prepare you for something. The Spirit will equip you for something. When you are called to love those that are hard to love, to lead those that are hard to lead, to uh, lead, to, to have peace in situations that are, that, that are void of peace, the Spirit isn't just asking you to do this. The Spirit of God is equipping you to do this. You can do it. Only with the help of the Spirit. Only as you follow Jesus. So I hope this morning I look out and see just, just people I recognize, but maybe some of you are struggling with peace. And you're struggling with self-control. You're struggling with love. And yeah, you're going to pray for our, our leaders to be spirit-led leaders, but this morning you need prayers that you're just a spirit-led or maybe you want to give your life to Jesus and come into contact with the Spirit of God for the first time. Sometimes we sell baptism like it's just this forgiveness of sins mechanism. And it does. You do find forgiveness of sins through the cross as we enter in baptism. But we also find the gift of the Spirit. Acts 2.38 says, Justice So, give us some time this morning to pray with you, to talk to you, to pray over you, to baptize you, to whatever you need this morning, whatever the Spirit is pushing you to do, please do that as we stand in.